G-O-D for you. A-S-I. Attitudes of Sexual Integrity. This is Season 3, Episode 6. for you on the podcast today. My name is Russ Shaw. I play bumper promos, bumper music, all right? And you go to the website, asi247.org, and you can download all of that stuff if you click on the music tab for free. No, I'm sorry, you can't download it for free. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cost you money. I don't get paid a dime for that, by the way. I think there's maybe uh, last season or the season before, there's maybe a few that I would get a small commission from Amazon for, but other than that, Yeah, I don't make money selling the music, all right? But I am required, to a certain degree, by the uh, recording artist industry to announce that every so often, all right? just keeps my nose clean with the recording artist industry of America. I just don't want to, you don't want to, I don't have a lawyer, so I want to piss off those folks. So anyway, that's, uh, that's how that goes. Anyhow, today's podcast is from the YouTube sessions, uh, sexual integrity coaching sessions on the website. Um, No, I'm not an expert or professional. It's just (laughs) coaching stuff that's on the website there. And this is dragon number three I'm talking about today. Uh, All the disclaimers are up on the website, by the way. Um, But... It's some good information here, and check it out. This is the podcast for today. If you want to check out the YouTube page, it's Russell ASI. You can search for that on YouTube. Uh, if you like the ASI podcast, if you like its message and want to see it continue, um, click on the subscribe button. If you're on iTunes, if you're on Stitcher Radio, click on the favorites, the little star Maybe give a thumbs up, non-financial stuff you could do to help uh, help the message keep going. Um, also, donations at ASI247.org. This thing is kept alive by donations. So, again, thanks for listening. Here you go. Everybody, it's me again, Russ Shaw, here in CTAC, Washington, with another dash cam type of session. Uh, Dragon number three, uh, to review, going through uh, some of these video series on uh, killing the dragons under behavior modification as I drive. Okay. Anyway, 
uh, sitting behind the podium, which is the steering wheel, as I talk more about slaying dragons under behavior modification. Um, what does that mean? A little review. Uh, Behavior modification is kind of the shoulds and ought tos, you know, it's the instruction manual of how to change behavior or what behaviors, you know, how to create a new habit. Here's some things you stop doing this and start doing that. And throughout my life and throughout my recovery, I've always thought, okay, how do you do that, right? Like, that's great, but how do I muster up enough energy, right, to pull that off? That's a great thing to do, you know? It's like diets. You always hear these ads where they say, you know, buy the thigh buster. And if you use the thigh buster with, you know, they always put in small print or they quickly go through with diet and exercise to proven to lose weight. Well, of course, right? I don't need, if I could diet and exercise, I wouldn't need the thigh buster, obviously. Anyway, so <laughs> we know what we should and ought to do. Well, but doing it, pulling it off, is, is another thing, it's another story. So I'm trying to get underneath, you know, the shoulds and ought tos to talk about some of these dragons under behavior modification. Uh, I want to talk a little theology with this dragon, slaying this dragon, bringing up this, this idea for you to entertain, to run through your mind and your spirit because it's very, very true, and it's very, very real. Um, this is going all the way back to the Old Testament. Again, I'm going to talk theology here for a moment. I love psychology. I love studying psychology. I love cognitive science, you know, CTB, right? <laughs> cognitive behavioral therapy, things like that. Um, I'm fascinated by all that stuff, but I'm going into a tunnel here, so... Anyway, going under the... Under the airport, under the airstrip. Um, sorry, I got distracted. Uh, thinking about theology is a heart issue, right? If you can get out of your head and into your heart, that seems to be, for me, where things have changed the most. When I've had um, an impacted heart rather than, you know, I mean, there's, sure, I learned stuff, that's great. I can get excited about new stuff I learned for a little while, but if it doesn't sink down here into my heart, there's no long-term change. It's just the way things are. So, dragons, dragon number three is idolatry, all right? The dragon of idolatry. This goes all the way back to the, the, the Ten Commandments. It's the first commandment, right? Don't put any other gods before me. Uh, second commandment, don't create with your hands a, a god. I mean, these are, these are at the, the root, the core of, of the Ten Commandments, of the Old Testament law. Um, why, why would I talk about something like that? Why would I talk about such an old concept? Uh, because it's true. That's a big one. Um, this is again. This this taught. This goes to energy. This is about energy and economy more than it's about rational, logical steps. Um, idolatry is not in our culture today. Um, for us, you know, Americans or people in the Western world, or wherever you're listening to this, whether you're in. I don't know, in Europe or the States or uh, Australia.
Australia, um, the English-speaking Western world, right? We have we're, that's a foreign concept to us to think about, you know, bowing down to some little statue. You know, I mean, the, the closest thing we see to that in my culture here in Seattle is maybe you go to the the nail salon or you know you go to get a cup of pho, right? Pho, it's like a like an Asian soup. Vietnamese, but it's awesome. Anyway, if you ever come to Seattle, have some pho. Um, anyway, there's like a, there's usually a Buddhist statue, right? There's some incense burning, and you know, oh yeah, there's an idol, idolatry, whatever. That's that's not necessarily what the Bible's talking about here. Idolatry is when we take something that God created, right? The Creator. There's a Creator, and there's creation. Um, other religions, like Buddhism, and, and They'll talk about how, you know, everything is one, you know, you see this in the Lion King, it's the circle of life, and everything's one. In, in Christian theology, um, there's twoism, there's God-creator, and then there's creation. We live in creation, we are created beings ourselves, so when we create a, when we create a God for ourselves, or, or we find something in His creation to worship and love and adore more than the Creator who created those things, um, that's when our heart gets messed up. That's when things go sideways. That's And we're all guilty of it, right? Um, that is true. When, when a person becomes bigger than God, when I can't live without that person, right? I'm, I can't live without that thing. I'm, I'm going, you know, it affects us emotionally. It affects us spiritually. It affects how we spend our, our money. It's how we spend our life. What the thoughts of our mind dwell on and, and the energy we spend in thoughts, in, in seeking out, um, what what is it? Is it is it bigger than God? I mean, a lot of a lot of scriptures in the Bible, and, and there's even a movement today in kind of um, self-help culture. It's also in theology, which I think is good. <laughs> looking at it through the lenses of theology, is the gratitude movement. Um, being grateful for our lives, taking time to be mindful of, of the things that we have, that we enjoy, that, that God has created, um, the people in our lives, right? Uh, an attitude of gratitude, that sounds so cliche, but it's, it's true. When, when we realign ourselves with God, then we can stop this idolatrous worship that's in our heart towards the, the things of this world. Um, Sexual addiction is, is, is being caught in a trap, being a slave to the idol of sex. And uh, I'm going to talk about more of killing this dragon later, but I, want, I wanted to get a, a firm definition in your mind, you know. Um, evangelicals talk about worship being like the music at church. It's so not just the music at church, it is your life. You're constantly worshiping all the time. It's what you were created to do. It's what we do. We worship. We pour out as beings. Our whole life is an energy. It's an economy. It's being spent daily. What are you mindful of spending it on? Later.